Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by London-based songstress Grace Gasho to talk about all things music. Grace, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be uh, to be chatting to you today. Where are you joining us from today, Grace? And how is your week going so far? So my week is very busy, very stressful, very tiring so far. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> um, I'm in London right now. I think there's a storm outside. It's freezing cold. <laughs> yes. And I, hope, I hope the wind doesn't affect the audio of this. But, um, but yeah, no, January's been very busy. Um, I'm excited to get back into things after Christmas. Christmas felt very quick. Yes. Um, but but yeah, no, just really busy working on music, having a lot of meetings at the moment. So it's an exciting time. Fabulous. Okay, cool, cool. I want to talk about um, your career in music up to now, Grace, before we talk about some of your more recent projects. Uh, when did you kind of first develop a passion for music and songwriting was it always something that you knew you wanted to kind of pursue as a career yeah yeah so when I was really young I loved dancing I think I was a bit too shy to sing when I was really really young so I just knew it was like performance as a whole so it was acting singing dancing and I'd just sing for my parents I'd dance around the chairs in the living room and like everyone would be eating dinner and I'd be like dancing on the chairs <laughs> leaning on them that was like when I was six years old so I always knew that I loved performing but I didn't know how to pursue it or in what avenue um and then I remember when I was about 10 years old I watched this production at school and it was of um Oliver it was a musical and I just fell in love with it just the idea of singing and acting and then the outfits and the whole thing I was like oh my god and I was just watching it and my jaw dropped and I was like what is this and I didn't know what it was but just this feeling that it brought to me I was just like oh my god like whatever this is this this fuels me um and then I went to a Jessie J concert when I was I think 11 and I watched her and I again I was just like what like what is this and I think it was in that moment that I was like okay I need to go and do singing lessons I need to go and pursue this <laughs> so you've always been a kind of creative focused person in that respect um, yeah, I'm guessing, yeah. yeah um okay cool um you mentioned Jesse J uh who were some of your early influences when it when it comes to when you first start getting into music and and who are who are some of your biggest influences on your sound today would you say yeah, so I I listened to the music that my parents would play. Um, I didn't really know what it was. Often it was in different languages as well. And I just, I still don't know what the songs were about, but I could sing every lyric, just like the sounds of the lyrics. Um, there was this one Italian song from an artist called Laura Balsini. And I think it was called um, Lui Non Sta Conte. And I just made a thousand different dances to that, just because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> so I just make dances to it. And um yeah, and I still don't know what that song's about. So it was just it was just whatever my parents would have, and it was on the iTunes, and we only had like five or six songs, <laughs> and I would just like repeat the songs. <laughs> um, also, there was a lot of Michael Jackson playing mm. in the house. Mm. Uh, Lady Gaga, I remember, had just released "Born This Way," and I, they were like, I was not supposed to be listening to that album when I was that <laughs> age, but I would sing along to everything. Didn't know what the words were about. Um, so those are like my vivid memories of music, Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga, and then just songs that I just didn't understand. Were your, were your parents Italian then, Grace? I'm, a, I'm assuming. 
Um, no, well, I'm from, I don't really know where I'm from, truthfully. So my dad's French, German, but grew up in Belgium. Okay. Then my mum is English, Italian, um, but then her mum is Egyptian. So there's okay. a lot of confusion. And then we grew up in Spain, which is completely random. Okay. So I just say European. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, quite a broad kind of range of kind of musical influences there, I would, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but neither of my parents are musical, okay. so it's it's like a very random, random thing. Okay, and um, who do you consider to be um, the biggest influences on your sound now? Um, I, I mean, obviously, it, it kind of it must change depending on what kind of track you're working on, what kind of vibe you're going for. But who do you consider to be? Uh, yeah, who, who's had the biggest influence on your sound? Would you say? that's always a really hard question for me to answer but I I love older music I love I've got a playlist called Old Soul and it's just like Lionel Richie Roberta Flack and it's just like those are those are the songs that feed me just like 80s love songs yeah Um, I just love the way that they talk about love I just feel like it's it's so it's so pure and real and honest and that's just that's the approach that I try to put into my lyrics so I take a lot of inspiration from the older songs um but then more recently I love Ed Sheeran's older stuff Um, I love the singer-songwriter genre and just like very very honest relatable vulnerable lyrics that's what I try to do things that are just so weirdly specific that that you relate to them um so so yeah I'd say the old Roberta Flack for sure um Ed Sheeran's older stuff I love um, Sabrina Carpenter at the moment. I think she's really cool for the more upbeat pop pop stuff. Um, yeah, Whitney nice. Houston. Yeah, absolutely. I love a vocalist, Queen. an amazing vocalist. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, amazing, amazing. Okay, um, so when when did you first get a kind of a break into the industry? When was the moment when you kind of it was a sort of turning point for you? When you kind of thought, okay, this is this is something I'm going to pursue seriously now. Yeah, so I I kind of took a risk when I pursued it because there was nothing really going on. Uh, when I was 15 to 17, I was in Spain, just finishing school, and I was singing at restaurants and events and stuff in, in my hometown because that was just my way of earning money. Um, it would just be like beach restaurants or fashion shows, or like whatever there was available, I'd sing at. And then one day a producer, a guitarist, um, heard me singing at one of the restaurants and he was based in London. So I went to work with him when I was like 16, I think. And that was my first ever songwriting session. And then from then on, he introduced me to someone and then that person introduces you and then it just kind of gets the ball rolling. So when when I graduated, I was like, I feel like I could kind of just go to London and just work with the people that I know, even though it's not many people, and just pursue this without going to a music college or anything. I was just like, I might as well just go out into the real world and see what happens. And you do get slapped in the face and you do learn reality very quickly when you do do that. But I think I don't regret it at all. I feel like it was the best step for me to do. But then I was just writing for a few years. It was like two, two, three years of just like meeting people, writing learning who I was, what I wanted to sound like, because singing live is very different from singing into a microphone in a studio. It's a whole different skill, different muscle. So I had to to let go of what it is to sing live to a restaurant <laughs> and just start singing into a mic and write songs. And it was a whole thing. But then basically I released my first song 
at the end of 2022. It's called Fuckboy Tragedy. And um, that was completely independent. But I learned so much through the process of putting that together, going through the distribution company and publishing. I had to learn the whole thing, but it, it was really cool. And um, after that, Sound On reached out to me that A&R found the song like a day after it came out. So props to her because I don't know how she found that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she was lovely and she reached out to me and she was, she explained Sound On, how it's connected to TikTok. And she's actually like two train stops away from me in London, which is such a coincidence. Yeah, the office is so close. So, and I think they work with a lot of people globally, so they don't really ever get to meet the people they work with. But I was literally two stops away. So I was like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool for me at the time because I had no other opportunities. Yeah. It was just it was just them. <laughs> I don't know if they knew that, but it was literally just them. And um, and then I went to meet her and she was lovely and she explained Sound On and TikTok. And I actually didn't have a TikTok account at the time because for me, posting was always a bit of a chore. It was always like I wanted to make the music and not have to post. Um, but then obviously I couldn't get away with that anymore working with Sound On. <laughs> um, so so she was like, you know, you have to make a TikTok account. Um, but I'm really grateful that they picked me up at a time where I didn't even have a following, didn't have anything, and, and they saw the potential just through one song. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I was like the very first or one of the very first artists that that signed there. So it was like a risk on on both parts. Yeah. yeah. But but um but yeah, I've loved it so far. It's been great. Uh they've supported me so well. We've released four songs together now. Um and it's been so fun. It's I feel like I've learned another another layer of music, another layer of music promotion that I never looked into before. And it's it's so fun connecting with an audience. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about some of the support you've received um uh in a little bit. Um and I mean, yeah, four songs already on Sound On uh, is is pretty cool. I mean, they've obviously got your got you working. Uh <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah. Um Okay, cool. I mean, tell us about some of your recent releases, Grace. Um, maybe I mean, I've I've listened to Fuckboy Tragedy, and I, I mean that's a that's a great track. But tell us about maybe maybe your most recent release um, and how it came together from a sort of creative perspective. Yeah, so Built to Be Bad was the most recent release. Um, it's definitely the most special song to me that I've ever written released it was just it yeah it was a very special one I feel like that's the kind of song that only comes around every few years Mm -hmm. because it was so the timing of a session of a songwriting session is so crucial to what you'll write about and what the outcome of the day will be because you know your emotions are fluctuating your real life situations are fluctuating all the time so whatever day you book in that session it's going to have an effect on on the outcome So um, sometimes I'll like not be going through anything. I'll have a session. It'll just be dry. And then I'll like the next week I'll have something like, oh, I wish I had a session now. (laughs) But so, so yeah, with that one, I was really in the middle of heartbreak and it was just so real and so raw at the time. I didn't have any processing time. So I went into the studio with Ollie Green, who's a producer I really looked up to. I'd never met him, never worked with him. So I was putting a lot of pressure on myself for that session. I was like, this has to go well. Mm -hmm. But I was so sick because I was like in so much emotion and like I was just drinking tea every day and just taking everything I could. But I just I wasn't feeling better because it just it was just horrible. It was was a really bad heartbreak. And um, and then I went into the session and I just offloaded everything to Ollie. And that's the beautiful thing about songwriting is that you can just tell a stranger everything and they're just going to listen and they're going to understand 
Um, and then you can create something beautiful out of it after. So we spoke for like two hours about the situation and I would tell him details like, I used to take a hundred photographs just to send the perfect one. And I was like, like telling him this, like, oh, it's crazy. Like I used to do this. And I tell him all the details. And then he, he then, when we started writing the song, he would just like pick up on things I said during our conversation and he would like make it the opening line. He said, that is the opening line. I used to take a hundred photographs just to send the perfect one. And I was yeah. like, no, we can't put that in. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> He's like, no, it's vulnerable. It's honest. Yes, And now exactly. I'm so happy we did. Um, but yeah, I was not feeling good in that in that session, and I left, and then I just didn't think about the song again because my life was was just a whirlwind at that time. And then he sent it back, and it was like the first time I'd ever heard it because I was in such a mess when we wrote the song, and I was like, oh my god, this is like a brand new song. It's so fresh to me, mm. and I love it. And it's just an exact account of what I was going through, just a storm. It's funny, isn't it? How you know when you're at your kind of most like vulnerable emotional state sometimes that's when you can produce kind of the best most yeah, authentic yeah. results that people can really identify with it's it's strange like that and, and like you say kind of just blurting it all out and and ollie kind of weaving that into a into a track and then bringing that back to you and like here's what we've got it's a pretty pretty um, yeah. satisfying process i would imagine yeah a hundred percent and like when you go through something awful it's hard to find good things. It's hard to find the silver lining, but with songwriting, there really is one. You mm. can just, you can just take all the pain and turn it into something amazing. So, so yeah, that's the one good thing about writing songs is that you know that whatever you go through that challenges you could be a benefit. Yes. For music that you're making. Yeah, it's definitely a, a bit of an outlet, isn't it, for, for that yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Um, what's what's your usual sort of creative process then grace in terms of when you when you first start writing a track obviously when you're one-on-one in the studio with the producer and you can kind of bounce ideas off each other but when you're say what you sort of starting with the bare bones do you do you start with like a melody or some chords or does it is it a little bit more lyric driven for you um yeah um every song is so different Um, it depends on how much I'm feeling the emotion in the moment so if I'm like really feeling a specific emotion that I feel like I've got the concept of a song I'll then sit down and I'll I've got a little set up at home and I'll just just record into the microphone and like play a bit of piano just record it very basic production and I'll just record the ideas sometimes I get like a whole song but then I'm like oh I don't want to take that to a producer just have a fully done song and not work with them on anything so I try to just like have some ideas but not completely polish it and then I'll go into the studio and then present that mm. or what I'll do is just like have a thought while I'm walking somewhere and I'll just write in my notes but it's I'd say I'm a more lyric driven songwriter than I am a melodic songwriter okay. so it's like very much just like lyrics in my notes app and then regurgitating that to the songwriters in the session sure sure um have you dipped your toe into the production side at all when you're in the studio and kind of get got involved with that side of things at all not so much not so much it's not, not my area mm. yeah I'm definitely more of a I loved English at school and I love writing and poetry and I'm definitely more on that and the performance side of things than yeah. the producer side and they're so good at what they do I just I, I don't want to step in I want to yeah. let them do that thing but obviously like I can give some notes every now and then sure. if, like depending on what I think but but yeah I'm very amateur <laughs> in that respect <laughs> yeah um okay cool um Let's talk a little bit more about sound on then um, and how it's kind of benefited you 
so far. Um, you mentioned some of the support that you've received. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about, I wanted to get your thoughts on the importance of TikTok um, sort of in general in today's industry and in how important it is in building a fan base. Um, and, and maybe sort of you can tell us about how you've used the platform in some of your releases. Um, yeah. Yeah, TikTok is so, so powerful. I never knew that an app could be so powerful for for music. It blows my mind every day. And like as a team, we'll sit down and we'll organize like how we want to how we want to roll out the next release. And every time we, we have all these strategies, like you can either do billboards, or you can do radio, or you can do, you know, promote on TikTok or Instagram, whatever. There's so many ways that you can promote. Every time we've done it, the best performing outlet has been tiktok mm. always it's always been that way every single time and, and you can have such amazing organic growth and organic reach so you don't really you don't have to spend any money it's just how strong your idea is yes uh, and how well it connects and often you can't really tell what will connect so that's the fun part it's also a bit tiring sometimes because you you'll edit a video for hours and hours and then you'll post it or get like 300 views or something and you're like oh damn and then you, you'll post something that you put zero effort into and it will get way more views yeah so yeah you have to like develop quite a chilled mentality around it I think but but it yeah it's it's the most powerful form of music promotion I think and it allows people to connect to you in the way that you want to be perceived as well it's you face to face with a camera presenting yourself in the light that you and the song wants to be shown in and I think that's that's really powerful and then you can like engage with people and you know it's a very it's a close-knit community yes um i guess it's it's i guess it's about building momentum as well isn't it and just getting that visibility to a greater audience right and just kind of getting getting your name out there and and your music obviously yeah 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 and with every post that you do you're probably going to reach new people so it, it won't be the same if let's say it's a thousand people each time it'll probably be a different thousand people each time which is really cool and it's not you don't have to overthink it as much as something like instagram where it'll be the same people seeing your content with tiktok it's it's going to be new audiences and people that could love it and i think the more that you work on it and you develop a niche um you'll start to find your audience and then it becomes a really really nice community if it's the right audience for you yeah for sure i think it's particularly helpful for independent artists as well isn't it to, to just kind of get your feet on the ground or off the ground um uh, and just kind of get the ball rolling um i found that that's something that's been just getting that first little push um yeah. that little bit of visibility yeah yeah and it's so gratifying as well when it does go right because you'll get like all these comments and you know it's it's just like with the things that people can say it just it just means everything and it's like your connection to how do i word this it's like it's the the only thing that you can feel that is in response to the art that you're putting out there kind of like just that instant feedback instant yeah sort of gratification on on the creative output that, yeah. that you're producing yeah, yeah 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 so do you plan on using it i'm assuming for for some of your future releases is it sort of the, the kind of thing where you would put something together that teases the next release or like the little snippet of a music video or, or, or something along those lines yeah, yeah, 100%. I feel like it's a necessity nowadays. I think you you have to um, because it just, you get out to so many people and that's really what you're trying to do with music promotion. Mm. So 
So yeah, 100%, I'll be promoting my songs on it. I'll be teasing songs. It's great for testing new songs as well, which is yeah. kind of like what I'm doing at the moment, just kind of feeling out what the next single should be. Um, so you can just post things and if people react, then then you can then act on that. And if they don't, then you can also just know that maybe it didn't connect in the way you yeah. thought it would. Um, so yeah, 100% I'll be using it. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, great, great. Um, you mentioned um, playing live uh which is kind of how you started out by the sounds of it when you when you lived in spain um obviously covid kind of turned the whole live industry on its head um we're just about back to the point now where everyone's back touring again everything's double booked and a little bit crazy um what's what's your plan for playing shows grace have you got anything that you can tell us or maybe some recent shows that you played last year or anything in the pipeline for this year that you can tell us about yeah so i've been really working on finding balance between writing play live releasing because i've always just done one yes so um now my year, my new year's resolution is to balance them all a bit more um so last year i didn't play many shows at all it was just writing and releasing but this year i've just started working with an agency um so they'll be able to help out with putting on some shows and we've locked in a date i don't think i should say this because it's not confirmed then please don't i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> probably around may i will do a show in london and um yeah that'll be exciting because i haven't i haven't really put that put time towards doing a show because everything else is so hectic yes uh, and I've been looking to to build my audience online first and then and then have them come to the show that would be amazing so so yeah that's that's the plan right now hopefully in May I can't wait I can't wait yeah awesome awesome <laughs> okay great um I'm kind of wanted to round up a little bit um it's a slightly loaded question um and talk about I mean it's it's a little bit of a weird one because you're only really just getting started in in your music career. But have you got any um, highlights so far, or any kind of memorable moments? Anything that just kind of sticks in your head as like a real kind of turning point that's that's kind of got to got you to where you are now? Um, I think. Well, actually, recently, I don't know if you've heard of Jack Saunders, the yes. radio. BBC Radio One DJ. Um, he, I didn't actually know who he was, but someone told me about him that day. So I searched him up and I saw a TikTok that he posted like just then. And his TikTok was like, send me your music. Like, I want to listen to your music. And it was just one of those like TikTok competition things. And I would never usually sign up for anything like that. But I was like, well, I just heard about him today for the first time. I was like, I've got a song coming out in three weeks. Like, I might as well just send him that song, see what happens. And I was like, thousands of people are going to send do it like nothing is going to happen so I, I sent him the email with the song built to be bad and I just forgot about it and then two days later I was in another meeting and I just like checked my phone and it just said Jack Saunders mentioned you at a TikTok and I was like that was a feeling of euphoria I have not <laughs> felt in a very long time and I was like I was like, okay, so he's seen it is he like gonna hate on it or is it like I didn't know what it he's was he's not gonna hate on it is he no <laughs> So I just like the the guy in the meeting actually he ran out of battery on his, his phone or laptop or something so he had to he paused so I was like oh my god and I just like clicked on it and I was I watched it and I was just jumping for joy I was so happy um, and basically he picked my song out of the, all the emails he got um, which I think it was like a, like over a thousand emails so 
that meant so much to me and I'd never had any recognition from radio um and also the song wasn't released so it gave me a lot of hope for the song yeah. because I was like if you picked that out then that's that's cool that's nice. a good sign that was do well um so yeah and then since then he's he supported it on his radio show and online as well we've been texting a bit and he's lovely and he's he's just like a big help in my career so so yeah I think Jack Jack means a lot to me more than he knows (laughs) Um, shout out Jack yeah 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 it means so much but also just built to be bad in general just the comments and the feedback and the last has only really happened in the last few months but but yeah, just some some people just when they'll send me a message and comments and that just means the world to me. That feels like I'm I'm really doing something. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's everything. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Okay, cool. Um, I think that's most of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Grace. Um, is there anything else in the pipeline for this year um, that you're particularly looking forward to? um just yeah anything coming up music wise and life wise you know um life wise that's a bit on hold at the moment (laughs) there's no such thing as a personal life these days (laughs) but it's fine because the music music is my purpose at the moment so I I do think a holiday should should probably happen soon I I don't burn out but um but yeah, music-wise, I am looking to do something else with Built to Be Bad, but I can't say what just because it's not confirmed yet. Um, but yeah, I'm looking to to give that song a bit of a new life before releasing the next single. Okay. Um, and then I'll release the next single, and then there's also a duet that I will potentially be doing with an artist. Okay. So I'll come out in May if that all works out. <laughs> oh, exciting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, it sounds like lots to look forward to and lots to be excited about, um, which is great. And I'm sure our listeners will keep an ear and an eye out for uh, for anything that's coming next uh, from yourself. Um, I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Um, thank you so much for your time. And uh, it's been great catching up. And uh, yeah, for the purposes of the uh, of the podcast, we'll, uh, we'll say our goodbyes now and hopefully catch up very soon. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Grace. You take care. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.